is Tansley Stearns? Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Arlita Ibach. She's someone who enjoys life, people, and all the small things in between that make our journeys vibrant. She's also an entrepreneur and the founder of Red Dot Coffee Company here in Northville, Michigan. This is Arlita's story. Who is Arlita Ibach? Oh, wow. I, I'm listing things in my head with that question, but I'm trying to summarize in, in one piece. Um, I believe that Arlita Ibach is a person that uh, enjoys life, enjoys people, um, really enjoy stories mm. of people and what they bring to this world and um, love to go alongside people join them on their journeys, and uh, be with them as they navigate the good, the bad, and the ugly. And Yeah, so I would say that kind of pops in my head besides entrepreneur, businesswoman, wife, mother, you know, sister, daughter, all those things. But <laughs> I think that first comes to mind, or maybe that's second, and I flipped it around. But yeah, so I think that's who I am. Finish this sentence for me. The world will be a better place when? When. Oh. Ah, there's um, one of our company values that I think about a lot at the Red Dot uh, Coffee Company is a value that is really important to me, and I wanted to bring it into um, the workplace, and it's um, outward versus inward. Mm. And so when I think about the world and uh, thinking what that could look like to be an outward-focused versus inward. Mm-hmm. All stories are important, uh, mine included, yours included, everyone's. But what would it look like to be able to uh, engage in someone else's story, mm. to be outward thinking versus inward thinking? And what, what could we do when we bring that to the workplace, personally, relationally? And um, I think for me personally, to think how can I engage in that without always or sometimes or perhaps thinking more like I don't need anything in return like can I give can I be outward without needing something Mm -hmm. for myself so maybe a little piece of that in the world I don't know what that would look like but a lot of pieces of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe so so (laughs) outward versus inward Arlita ponders how it would look if we approached relationships, work, and even conversations with strangers with the goal of giving without needing anything in return. Outward versus inward, I've had the opportunity to learn from many great leaders, from my parents, to teachers and professors, to friends, coaches, and my daughter Mackenzie. One thing I know to be true, those focusing outward are changing the world daily. When you're at your happiest, most joyful times you're listening to? Oh, wow. 
That would be country music for sure. Oh, great. <laughs> I got a lot of country in me, so yeah. yeah, I love country music, yeah. What's an album you'll listen from the first song to the last? First song to the last. Okay, I'm, I'm dating myself here big time. Going way back to my sister and I, we used to play a 45 record, and uh, it always had a song... Uh, celebrate celebration oh, by Cool and the Gang. That. So Cool and the Gang, yes. I would play that album from beginning to end, it's and I amazing. do that even now today. So yeah, so it's fun. Great. Mm-hmm. Tell us about a time you laughed out loud recently. Oh, laughed out loud recently would oh probably with my with my dog. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he great. brings a lot of joy in our life, and That's great. he makes me laugh. He's just a big um, uh, Bernadoodle, and he's just a goofy. Goofy dog makes me laugh. What's the um, pup's name? Uh, Niles. Niles. Yes. That's yes. So great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you danced so hard your feet were sore? Danced so hard my feet were sore were at my son's wedding. Both the both the sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great joy and lots of fun and just danced. Had to take my shoes off, so <laughs> keep on dancing. <laughs> when you feel down, you heal by. Oh. Uh, probably some solitude and stillness, silence, um, take some time to, uh, reflect, process, ponder, whatever's going on. And that could be, uh, going away by myself or, um, walks in nature, those kind of things. I think that brings me to a place of eventually healing places. Mm-hmm. So quiet. Who's someone you look up to? Uh, I would say at this season in my life would be my father. Mm-hmm. What about him makes you look up to him? Um, I think uh, going back to that question about, you know, what can we bring to this world? Mm-hmm. I think he was probably the first that taught me mm-hmm. about outward versus inward and what it looks like to engage with other people and their stories. And, um, yeah, I just think ever since I was little, I remember him. Um, we'd have people at our house all the time, and he would just engage in conversation and linger over stories and be curious and ask questions. And um, that just, as I, I myself am getting older, I'm realizing more and more relationship is really um, where it's at and what it's about. He just um, brought that to my life. So, yeah. yeah. What's a mantra you live by? Mm. That would be, personally for myself, uh, I like to engage in um, three different areas, like my mind, my body, my heart. And so I would say uh, playful, insightful, visionary. That's my mantra. At the times when it can get tense, I need to kind of go into a playful mode. Other times I need to be really insightful with what's going on and then just to stay committed to visions that that I have. So that's my personal little mantra. (laughs) If I get too serious, I'm like, playful. playful. (laughs) Don't forget, be playful. So tell us about your impossible. Oh, wow. My impossible. Um, I mean, reflecting back, the impossible for me 
I mean, it was a dream to open a coffee shop, and uh, I think uh, it felt impossible, very much so, in the three areas, physically, going nonstop. My mind could play games with me, what am I doing, this is too much, and then even um, within my heart space, I could just withdraw into, uh, is this really purposeful, what's behind this? Um, But I think the impossible of opening a coffee shop, I was surrounded around good community Mm -hmm. and family and people that believed in me and uh, spoke life into me, reminded me um, of what the purpose was and is. And, um, yeah, so it started out probably possible slash impossible, and it was probably an ebb and flow of that, like, intention of, Sometimes this is really possible, and other times it's like, it's not impossible. This is impossible. How am I doing this? So, yeah. Yeah. What were some of the challenges you faced that looked insurmountable? (laughs) Uh, Well, I have never um, opened a business, ran a business. Um, I've been in the uh, customer service industry quite a bit. I've worked a lot, you know, with people and those kind of things. But to put together... First to uh, buy an old home and renovate it and uh, thinking that, oh, we'll do this in six months, and it took two years. Um, And to put all that was in my vision, to put that into place, there were just so many details that I had no idea um, from standard operating procedures. I mean, I knew I'd have to have that for a business, but, mm-hmm. you know, what does that look like in the restaurant industry? I have no idea. Um, to um, putting a menu together, to put prices together, to to lay out how the, the countertop's going to look, to um, is it going to fit, is it not, what doors, what, you know, where are we going to change, uh, to hiring, like, okay, what, do we, what questions do we ask when we hire? Uh, so there was a lot of, challenges uh, that were unexpected as well as expected, mm-hmm. um, but it uh, played out better than I, I thought it would, so I'm very grateful for that. Were there moments in your journey when you felt like giving up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there is, even now sometimes, you know, it's great, it's seven years later, but at, at sometimes... You know, it's just, I think in life we want things, I want to be able to manage how life's going to go. Uh-huh. And I can't. And that's just, that's just it. It's a, a false illusion that, to think that I can be in control of anything. So, um, yeah, there's, there's some, you know, in the beginning a lot more, like, what am I doing? What was I thinking? What was the, but I do think, again, if there's this underlying uh, rest within my soul, But yet this energy that I can do this and put those two together, it's what can drive me to continue to make it happen. So, yeah, there definitely were times that I was like, oh, my word, what was I thinking? (laughs) In my head, it looked really good. You just opened a coffee shop. No, no, there was a lot, a lot to it. So, Taking the leap. When Arlita started her business, she had a vision, passion, and opportunity, but needed to gain the experience to start that business from the ground up. What those working through impossibilities are able to do is use that relentless drive to see things through. Arlita started with a six-month timeline. It took two years before they opened their doors to the public. 
Through sheer determination, she kept the business on track during the pandemic and continues to dream of their next impossibility, one at standing cup of coffee at a time. Would you share a story about a time where something went bananas that you can look back now and laugh about? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a couple of them that popped in, but one that keeps uh, resurfacing was, um, again, it's just interesting when it it ties in some with the company value of outward versus inward. And of course, as I said, as a visionary, I've got my plan and I got to get it together and and uh, there was this one time we were, um, I was pushing, you know, and, and even the fact, like, when do you open? Do you open today? Do you open tomorrow? You know, are we ready? Are we not? You know, so we'd go back and forth of, okay, I think we're ready. Well, no, what about this? Or what, you know, I, I had no idea. Like, do you do a soft open? Do you do a grand opening? How do we get to that place? So in my um, non-playful mode and my more driven visionary mode I am like on task and we are going to get this done and we're going and we're going we're going and again there was not um, much of an outward focused it was more like which is fine we do need to get things done but it was costing relationally and um, my two sons were working alongside with my side and we had my manager and we were just going hard. And, I mean, we we always joke, do you work part-time, full-time? And they would be like, no, we work all the time. And that's where, you know, we had gotten to that space. And you are. You're trying to get open at, at, at right toward the end. And so um, we had been there. I mean, we were doing the 12, 14-hour days. And we were there 7 o'clock. And now it's in the morning. Now it's 7 at night. And we were trying to get some things done. And, and I was like, okay, we got to get one more thing, one more thing. And it wasn't even like focused on anybody else but we got to get this one more thing we got to get this one more and I'm just listing it out and all of a sudden I look at my manager and she's just like I, I she was just froze and she was just like I can't do this and I'm like what and so uh we go out into the parking lot <laughs> and I'm like okay let's just regroup and so we sit down when in the meantime my husband He's busy cleaning and everything, and so he decides to get the shop back out. So shop backs out. Well, he didn't know the back end was um, um, not covered. So all this smoke and everything's coming, and now the fire department's showing up and, and everything, and we're all in the parking lot, and we're trying to figure out. We're like, what is happening? And it was just like this, almost as if the fire sirens was like, Arlita, you got to just stop for a minute. You got to stop, and you got to... So I laugh about it because it was just the funniest scene of us just sitting in the parking lot, just confused and what are we doing? And she's crying and, you know, my sons are like, what is happening? And I'm like, I don't know. And then the fire truck's coming and my husband's just cleaning away. And 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 yet it was good for me because it was like, oh, yeah, there's a siren going off within our relationship here. And I need to stop, and I need to be able to say, okay, what's really happening? Is it worth everybody exhausted what she was going through um, to just keep pushing? Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, again, a little tension of that. But it was just uh, one that I think back on and, and get a little giggle out of that one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so achieving your possible is one thing, but there aren't any fairy tale endings. We reach milestones. We keep going. What challenges is your impossible still facing? Ooh, uh, wow. Well, I mean, you know, this is part of the story. So, 
uh, COVID hit us hard. Sure. And uh, we were on track. Um, my husband, as a business owner, had uh, shared with me many times, you know, it takes about three to five years to get settled into financially, um, things running smoothly. And I was like, really? Oh, it was true. So we were on track and we were doing really good with numbers and employees and, um, and we got to that place and then we had, you know, to shut down for as long as we did. And so, you know, we, we had, you know, good dreams and, you know, getting our coffee into other places. We started roasting our own coffee. What does that look like to do wholesale, to, to offer it to different, uh, coffee shops or businesses or so we were on track to do that and so now it's like we had to take 10 steps back and go okay what how do we move forward with that and you know at the time there weren't as many coffee shops opening as now and so the competition is even in more so and and those kind of things but um yeah that that feels still like a little bit of an angst of trying to to get over that still or past that still or um, bring the numbers up to where we were, uh, and yeah, so I think that feels a little bit at times, uh, impossible, and how are we going to do this, but it's just a day at a time for me to just follow this day, and then I start again tomorrow, finish today, and start tomorrow. What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction, and Mm. use that fire in their bellies to bring their impossible to life? Oh, wow. I just have, I mean, one thought comes to mind. I think I've said it to do it afraid. I mean, you know, just sometimes, that, you know, and, and some people are like, are you, sh-? you know, but I'm like, there's times that fear is just subsided and it quiets itself down. And there's other times it can be really loud and very noisy. And so, again, it's a choice I have to make. And I have to just say, some days you got to do it afraid. And other days... Um, that could cease again and become quieter, and I'm moving forward, and we're going ahead, and I'm doing this impossible dream. And then other times it's, like, really loud, and I can either uh, choose to live in that fear. Again, it's a choice, and I could just choose to be like, ah, and I feel it, and I can tell. And, again, that costs me relationally, Mm. and it it goes away from that company value about the outward versus inward. So for me, it's different practices I can do to calm myself down or, you know, find my way in that, talk about it with other people, have a good trusted manager, friend, whoever you can talk to about those fears. I think that's good. But what first pops in my mind is sometimes to just do it afraid. So, What's your next impossible, my friend? Oh, oh wow. Um, you know, there's been... A couple of th- different things in, in my mind. I, I'd like to continue to develop. Uh, I do a lot of team bonding with our team. I do a lot of, um, I'd always said if I open a coffee shop, it wouldn't be just about the skills of the business, but life skills, personal skills, what does that look like? So I want to continue to develop that. Um, and I wouldn't mind, I would love to come along other businesses and, and bring two the table um, as um, not to say here I've I've got it all, but could I come alongside you 
and join you in that and say, here's some ideas and what can we talk about? And just be, um, I kind of call it a witness as somebody is journeying along in their life or, or business or relationships and what does it look like to say, hey, I can come alongside you and I can give you some ideas and thoughts. And, and again, I'm very much a, a want, you know, a people like be together. And I know you can Google all these things, but I'm wondering if there's just something to be said about connection um, with people in person and uh, it just seems like there's still, I, I believe there's still that left in, in our world to be want to be connected and not have a lost connection. And so to be able to connect with people, and maybe it is to just offer things that I learned and um, team bonding ideas or um, life skills, like I said. So that that's a little bit that's been kind of stirring to me, like just thinking about, pondering about. Uh, whether it's another business somebody wants to start or something like that. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.